remarkable people overcoming remarkable challenges with resilience, dedication, community, and grit. Listen as they share their stories of overcoming adversity. Open your eyes to what is genuinely possible for all of us. Authentic Adversity with host Chris Howe. Welcome back to the Authentic Adversity Podcast. If you like the content, please like, comment, and of course, subscribe. Um, Today, my guest uh, has a wonderful story of hope and redemption. Um, He is today a re-entry career coach. Uh, I want to welcome Ernesto Sanchez. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your show. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's great. It was great to connect with you um, off air. We had we had a nice conversation the other day, and uh, you know I've been following along with uh, some of your stuff on social media. I've seen some other podcasts with you on it, some some interviews, and uh, you know you you really have a, a powerful story, and um, I think that your story uh, touches a lot of what many of us uh, deal with on a on a daily basis or in our lives, and um, you know it really really um, hits home. Um, uh, to, to a lot of us that, you know, um, change is possible, uh, redemption and, and positivity, uh, can be achieved in life. And, um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you come from, what's happened to you. It's, it's what you're doing today and how you're helping other people, how you're bettering your own life. And, uh, you know, your story is a, a true testament to that. So, you know, I appreciate it, man. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. Of course. So, um, you know, to, to kind of kick it off, I usually like to, to, to paint a picture for the audience of like, you know, where you grew up, what it was like uh, environmentally for you, um, what your upbringing was like. And then we'll get into your story, sort of what happened along the way and, and you know, get into the important part, which is what's happening today and, and what's what's helped facilitate change in your life and uh, and what you're doing today to help others and uh, to to further yourself and, and your own growth. Um. So, you know, like, like, like you mentioned, you know, throughout this, this journey, I'd have been through a lot. Um, after 15 years, I came home. So I was born and raised in South Central Los Angeles. Uh, pretty much. I always kind of specified that it was a drug and gang infested community. Yeah. Um, growing up in the, in the, in the eighties, nineties and early two thousands, it was a, a very hectic and chaotic environment. A lot of gang violence. Um, drugs has always been something that's been part of that environment mm-hmm. um things started really rough for me in the beginning you know it's just like the common story of you know not growing up with with the father you know mother having to raise two kids all on her own mm-hmm. you know times were difficult for us yeah um not not as difficult as you know what we didn't have anything to eat and we were poor and 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 things like that but i think that our our father walking out and my father walking out on my mother, it was more of a emotional and mental um, struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because you leave a mother to raise two kids all on her own and she's dealing with her own demons. And now that kind of transfers into me and my sister um, in the event, you know, it kind of affected me a little bit more. And I don't want to say that it, it affected me more, but I, I took it the hardest where my life kind of took like a, a spiral. Okay. Um, and I ended up, you know, in the lifestyle that took me to prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that happens to, to a lot of people. And, and I think a, a common thread there is the, that, that lack of uh, a father figure or, or a, a, yeah. a male presence in the, in the household. And, and then, you know, we go uh, looking outwardly for that that support or, or to kind of lash out against it. And, and, you know, we find it in things like gangs, drugs, violence, um, you know, just gambling, whatever it may be, everybody has their vice. Right. But, um, you know, I, I hear this as like yeah. quite a common, a common thread in stories, um, you know, in, in stories like this, that, you know, it is, it's that, that lack of a father figure or a healthy male role model in our lives. Right. Yeah. And, and I think what, what most people don't, you know, tend to understand is like some people say, well, you didn't have it that bad. You had a choice. Mm. I mean, we all have choices, but when you're, when you're a young, when you're a young kid and you're struggling with certain things, 
you tend to not have the mental capacity to 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 overcome those 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 thought process or or, or that thinking error um or yet better yet the resentment and the pain that you feel yes like it's easy to say as a grown-up like oh well i was raised in the same household why did i come out good Mm -hmm. well because everybody um takes things in different right you know every everybody everybody has their own narrative everybody has their own thought process their own feelings their own emotions Mm -hmm. um but it's always easy to kind of undermine what someone has went through you know, um, especially when your life has probably came out all right, or you know that you could have chosen those same, um, made those same decisions or took those same paths. And now you're, you, of course, you're prosperous. I mean, do I regret a lot of the things that I went through as, as, as like, as a child? You know, I think it's like a 50-50, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of what I went through as a kid really taught me what I know now. You know, I'm, I'm about to be 35 years old and, you know, everything I went through has brought me to this point. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, um, I think that's that's the case for a lot of us that uh, have seen adversity in life that, uh, you know, we it, it's unfortunate that it happens. But we learn a lot about ourselves. We learn a lot about um, our environments. We learn a lot about what we're capable of and what we what we can overcome. Um, in the process, even though the process lots of times is, is very arduous, is very, uh, can be very painful. Right. But, um, you know, I think this is a, this is a thing for anybody who's overcome something, you know, we, we say that that same sort of thing, like not maybe, you know, I, things could have been better, but I don't regret it because I am who I am today as a result of these, uh, unfortunate events in my life. And, um, I, I can only speak for myself in this way that like I have I have great I've found great strength in myself through the adversities I've had to overcome in life. And, um, you know, of course, those things weren't pleasant to go through. Of course, those things were, you know, some of it very horrific, but um, it's shown me a lot about myself and it's it's taught me a lot along the way. And I think it's equipped me a lot today to be able to help others and uh, be a resource to people to say like, you know, Hey, I've been there. I emotionally, I've been there physically. I've been there, uh, mentally I've been there. And, um, these things are possible to overcome and to, um, to grow from. Yeah. It, it, I, I feel that adversity builds that resilience that mm. we have now. Yes. Totally agree. You know, I think about how I was kind of raised and some of the thought, some of the thoughts that ran through my mind at a young age, some of the experiences that I felt, some of the behavior that I had come to accept. Yeah. And then, of course, going into the prison system, you know, when I when I first went into the prison system, I mean, at 18, I was in L.A. County. Right. So it, it, it for me, L.A. County, I had to grow real fast. Right. You know, it's an environment where very few survive. And it being that I had, you know, shot at two police officers, I got the the the, the short end of, of of a whole lot of things. Right. I can imagine. Um, as I entered the prison system, for me, I think that I was already emotionally and mentally like just prepared. You know, I would remember a lot of people would tell me, or some people would tell me that, like, man, you, it looks like you've been to prison before. I was like, well, this is something that I've kind of been in groomed. Uh-huh. I, I've been groomed to, yeah. you know, because of the environment, um, where you grow up, uh, the type of homeboys and, 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 and surroundings that you have around you. Yeah. So it being that I got to a, a certain prison, which is Pelican Bay at, at 19 years old, I, I kind of also had to get with the program and grow up a little bit faster. Yeah, that's that's young, so, too. Um, Man, yeah. I mean, when you have life in prison... And you're already committed to the gang lifestyle. Um, nothing else matters. You know, at one point, like, this is all I thought about. I thought about, you know, being a gang member, contributing to the cause, yeah. um, being around my homeboys. I didn't really think about my family. I didn't think about the consequences. I didn't think about my future or being a successful man or having my own home. Yeah. I just thought about what I had signed up for. Okay. Yeah. You know? 
and, and what I had invested so much time, you know, the crime that I committed, uh, the name that I represented, the neighborhood that I represented. So going to prison, like it, it, for me, even though some say, and I, and I would say too, it was like a badge of honor, but at the same time, it's like, it's the perfect environment to grow, you know? Um, and that's what kind of caused me to just get more, more, more in depth into, into who I was in the gang lifestyle. Right. And of course, it's like a double-edged sword because I went in and I wanted to improve and I wanted to become something bigger and better. Um, but and then it also gave me time to reflect about who I didn't want to become. Okay. Yeah, that's important, I think, for people to know. I think there's there's two things that, you know, when, when you go away and you're looking at something, you know, like life, it's like, um, you know, there's 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 two two directions you can go. Right. Like you can go deeper into the lifestyle or you can say to yourself at this point, OK, like I have an opportunity to to grow um, emotionally, spiritually um, physically, these sort of things. And, and, and I don't know for, for you in, uh, in Pelican Bay, was there, were there programs available to you? Um, as far as at like, the time, no, no, at the time there wasn't at the time we used to go shackled up to school. Okay. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and it was kind of like an every other day type thing. Mm. Um, when I first had started going to school, it, I mean, they used to pay you to go to school. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, they they used to pay you. Um, that's how the, I went in pretty much in that little era, too, where, you know, um, going to school was a pay number. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, uh, um, you know, school, school and programs were not even like, they were not even a thought. They were not something that I was not invested in. That was something that um, many, many didn't really enforce. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was no opportunity for growth. Yeah. That's uh yeah, that's a tough place to be. Right. Like, you know, even if you, even if you want that, if you want that change, like, how do you, how do you even start? Where do you go? There's no programs. There's no, you know, there's no help for you. So, you know, the, at that point, yeah, you, you, you almost have no, no choice other than to just go deeper into the, into the lifestyle inside. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, the, the 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 whole the whole thing of, of of going in there it's an overwhelming feeling it's an overwhelming feeling you know i know me and you had talked about the whole mental health thing and everything yeah um i had really become at one point like very callous and very very cold yeah you know i didn't have any type of emotions towards the men that were in that environment um and even worse i didn't have the awareness or any type of sensitivity towards my family. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, I think that at one point they probably felt like they had lost who I was, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. You're raised in a certain, in, 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 in a certain household in a certain way and you have family members and they view you as a certain way. But you know, when you go into a certain place like that and you're forced to kind of adapt to the environment, mm-hmm that can really change who you are. That can change your character. Right. Um, so I had really started to struggle with that also as well, because here I am, you know, a full-time gang member, you know, sentenced to life in prison. And then you have family members that reach out or want to come visit you, but they see a different version of you. Right. Yeah. So they can't understand, you know, they can't understand uh, what you're going through, what, what, what you're up against, um, the mindset that you adapted to survive. Yeah. So definitely that's, that's really difficult for, for the, you know, your loved ones to come in and see and, and to walk away thinking, yeah, we've lost them. He's, he's, and, and with no, no comprehension of what life is like for you at this point. Right. And, and everything's changed so much and you're almost, you're forced, you're forced into this callous, um, cold, person um and 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 for them to walk away and think you know man what happened like what happened he was our little boy you know and 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 what that's uh that i think that's that's something for um you know a lot of people the families of of people that are struggling with 
um, whether it's addiction, mental health, uh, incarceration, uh, any of these things, you know, it's, it's really, I, I think we don't understand it when we're in it, but the, 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 the hurt and the damage that we put on the people around us is much bigger than we think at the time. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't have like the maturity to even understand that. Yeah. And you figured most of the time growing up, we didn't have the education and we didn't have the, the, the emotional maturity. Yes. So, you know, you get to your 20s and your 30s and your 40s, and that has never been fully developed. Right. You know, so how can you even come to understand to accept responsibility about what you've done or the heart you've caused your community, your family, your friends and everybody else that's involved in, in the in the in the decisions that we make? Right. Yeah. yeah. I agree with you. I mean, and, and it, and also, yeah, I mean, we're, we're not, um, a lot of us aren't brought up in a, in a, in a soft environment where it's okay to feel things or it's okay to share about things like that. Right. Um, we, we, we're told or we're taught, I know my, I was taught like, you know, hold, hold everything in, keep it in, you know, be a man, don't show emotion. Um, this very like stoic or, or hard, um, outer exterior, but inside we're dying and, and we don't know what to do with that. And when we have no outlet for that, it's like, that's a, you're a ticking time bomb really. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I don't, I also think that we don't, we don't learn how to process a lot of things in our lives. So we become very impulsive and Mm. you know, that, that, that impulsiveness comes out when we tend to bottle things up. Yeah. You know, when we tend to keep them in and all that resentment and hurt and pain that we have deep down, like, you know, if you don't take, if you don't take the rehabilitation process seriously, you're not really going to grow while you're in prison. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what you do. If you don't invest time into yourself, the reality is that you're not going to be able to understand why is it that you committed your crime? How were you born and raised? Right. What brought you to that point? And then not only that, not only be able to recognize your past and your present, but be able to understand where you want to go in life. Yeah. So. For sure. I, I think that, um, you know, to have, well, I think it all, all of it stems from childhood. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, we, to understand our present, we need to understand our past. And if we don't have a direction where we want to go either, like you said, like we, we need, we need goals, we need, um, we, and we need help with that sort of thing. Like, you know, how do we, how do we get from where we are to where we feel we can be or we need to be like a lot of that stuff we can't do alone. You know, none of that stuff we can do alone. We can't reconcile with our past just internally. We need help with that stuff. Right. And, um, I think as men, that's a, that's a thing that, um, (laughs) like we're, we're, we think we can take care of it ourselves. We think that we can deal with it on our own. And then we get to that point and, and, you know, it all falls apart. And, uh, and it does come back and, and, you know, our past does haunt us um, unless we reconcile with it, unless we make um, big steps and uh, work with other people, um, whether they're in the capacity of a, a professional or a mentor or, you know, a sponsor type person. Um, but somebody who's been through it, who can relate to us, who, you know, if we're speaking about our past, we're speaking about our life, um, we can feel that that person isn't uh, judging us or, 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 um, you know, looking down on us. They, they can say, yeah, man, I've been there. I felt that, Yeah, you know, and, and here's, you know, let's walk together. Mm-hmm. Let's walk out of this together. You don't have to do this alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, I think a lot of times too, Chris, so it's like, we, we tend to build this persona, right? We, we tend to build this character over time from our infancy to our adolescent and even teenage years and adult years, like we tend to pick up this character and build this persona that takes on the narrative of too many people. Yeah. Right. Takes on, takes on the, the, the stories of too many people. So we feel that we have to act a certain way that we can act a certain way, um, that we can express ourselves. Right. Um, that we have to live life a certain way. And if we don't live life a certain way, 
that were considered, you know, certain things that, you know, people tack down on or, hey, oh, man, you, you know, you're saw or yeah. this, this and that. Right. And so, so, so you build this fake person and you put on this mask and, and you get into a lifestyle where you're acceptable, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Being a gang member and, and being a criminal, like, um, people within that life, they, they accept you. They, 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 they want you to be around because of what you have to give them because they have some type of similarity. Yeah. And of course you end up in the prison system and you got thousands and thousands of men that are exactly the same. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah. how are we supposed to grow if we're, we're always surrounded by the same thing. Right. Um, it's almost a, a vicious circle. That's almost impossible to, to, to get out of really. You know, the, the, the thing is, though, that there is an opportunity in there. Okay. You know, everyone everyone has a choice. Everyone has a choice to grow. Everyone has that opportunity to, you know, make this different decisions in their lives. Yeah. You know, they're not the easiest. They're not the easiest because when you want to live a responsible life and, and, and you want to be truthful and you want to be um, someone that contributes into this world, those are the hardest things. Yeah. Because those are the things you have to work for. Right. Yeah. You know, um, when I when when I was getting ready to go to board and and you know, I had I had kind of did my transformation way before the laws went to effect. Okay. You know, so a lot of the work that I did was because I wanted to really grow because I had really started taking inventory of myself and mm. saying, you know what, this is not what I want. Yeah. Like I, I want something better. Right. Right. Like, I, I, um, I wasn't a rich man. I didn't have freedom. Yeah. You know, I was losing my family members. I was losing people that I love and that had invested a lot of time into me. Right. So when that started happening and I started losing the people that I loved and I started realizing that I was pushing people, um, away. I, I, I had started really questioning my environment. I had started questioning my decisions about what is it that I was doing. Right. Um, and it had got to a point I was like, you know what, man? Like, I'm not trying to live like this. Yeah. You know? So a lot of the work that I did was 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 very personal, was because I wanted to do it. Okay. So when the opportunity came for me to go to board, well, not even just to go to board, but just to have an opportunity five years from the time that I had started to change my life, like everything came easy. Yeah. You know, everything came easy. Everything came easy. Trying to go to groups, everything. I wanted it. I wanted to educate myself. I wanted to grow. I wanted to be able to, to add to my character. So I kind of stood out. I yeah. stood out because I look a certain way. You know, I have been part of a lifestyle but yet again, I was fully invested in this new lifestyle, which was the, the the path of redemption, the path of bettering myself. Yeah. So that was that was something that kind of took place while I was my, my last my last about last six, seven years of my incarceration. This episode of the Authentic Adversity podcast is brought to you and sponsored by Another Road Drug and Alcohol Treatment Center. Another Road offers a client centered recovery program tailored to every individual's circumstances. Their focus is to create a supportive healing environment rather than a rigid, rule-based institution. Their dedicated commitment upholds the individual values respecting each person's desire for recovery. Another Road understands that every individual requires a unique and focused approach to their recovery. Certain modalities of treatment are introduced along with the tools necessary for each client. Located in a rural setting, their addiction treatment center for all genders provides the perfect setting for a transformative recovery experience and sense of belonging. The private residential treatment facility offers an unparalleled program with counselors that have in-depth knowledge based on varying years of experience in addiction. Another Road utilizes unique individual focus plans for recovery that address the complexities of drug addiction, alcoholism, and prescription medication misuse. They have a 65% success rate when clients follow their program. I know many people who have completed this program and they have absolutely rave reviews. To learn more, visit anotherroad.ca. 
I was just going to ask you, like, what, what did you, what were the, what were the steps that you took there when you decided like things aren't right? I need to change. I'm ready to change. And life, life can be better than this, whether I'm in or out uh, of prison. And, and so what, what was available to you at that time? And, and, and what did that look like for you in that change? Like, uh, the programs you were taking and, and, um, like, was that, was that, was that a, a hard thing to transition into from the life you were living? You at know, that point? it, 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 it was because I still had a lot of the criminal thinking. I had a lot of the criminal values. Yeah. Um, so fast money was, was always something that, that I had, was I was part of, you know, mm -hmm. um, selling drugs. Um, and I think of being an enforcer, always trying to have a say so in things. Yeah. So all that, all that, all that really, it affected me when I was trying to change because I was, I would be in certain groups and I just felt like, man, I can't respect this dude, you know, like, or, or I, I, I still try to accept those. I still try to apply those values and, and that, that process but um, I started really taking a lot of like cognitive um, cognitive therapy groups. Okay, you know, and I started I I, I started to really um, accept a lot of the twelve steps, uh, uh, a lot of the mentoring groups. So what I did early on in my transformation, I had joined the group, and it was called Building Resilience. Okay, and it was a program that had allowed me to receive a certification on trauma. Hmm. It, it allowed me to 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 explore many things that I had never really explored. So that kind of set the foundation right. for me and the rest of my journey in prison, because soon after I had joined a kids program and the first two years, I was just a, basically a regular member. OK, you know, and the following two years that took place, I had became president of that program. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. I had really invested my time of trying to make, of course, myself better, my environment better, the guys that were in the group, and then most of all, the kids that were coming into the prison system so that we can help them out. For sure. So within the, within the period of four years, I really got to help at least, at least over 300 kids. Wow. Within the Central Valley. So yeah. Yeah. That, that was something for me that, it 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 allowed me to grow. Mm -hmm. It allowed me to build my 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 empathy, um, my perspective on things, and then it gave me opportunity an opportunity to also create my wrongs. That's uh that's so important, I think, for for us. the The helping others piece is a, is a huge thing, and then like making amends for the things we've done in the past, and and you know, and and being proactively changing and 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 showing that change to others so they can you know i guess just modeling that behavior of change and having other people see that and you know and then going back and fixing some of our you know not some but all of our our wrongs in the past you know the ones that were that we're able to fix or or the uh, i shouldn't say fix but take responsibility for and learn from right yeah yeah that's yeah. so important yeah and it's an ongoing process. Mm, yeah. It's an ongoing process. You know, like I felt like right after I, I went on to a different prison, you know, I felt like I almost elevated a little bit more because it gave me more opportunities to help my community at a bigger scale. Okay. So I was, I was doing the drug and alcohol counseling. So now I was like just growing and growing and growing. I was able to have started a, a whole new kids program also as well. Wow. Um, so I, the, the making amends doesn't really never stop. Yeah. You know, I, I like not to fast forward too much, but I come out of prison and I'm still helping my community for sure. You know, uh, I'm, I'm still helping men and women coming out of prison and whether it's with employment resources, we're trying to make things right. Like I still continue on that path of remorse. I still can't you know, continue on that path of, of trying to make amends, you know, within my community. And even at that, the, the community at large, because my crime affected, uh, 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 it affected LA. It affected, you know, the people that, that, that were in the neighborhood. It affected my family and friends. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a, it's like we're we're doing, um, or it sounds like you're doing like a a, a, comp, a living amends. Like every day, you're in the amends process by by helping the next person and and giving back and, and giving back to the community, giving back to men and women that are coming out of prison, giving back to the kids that you know that could possibly end up there, and helping change. You know, I, I think our job as people who have changed our lives is to to um, to model the behavior of uh, people who have changed and have other people attracted to that behavior in whatever way, shape or form that may look like. But especially for the kids, younger people looking up at us to say, I don't want to end up like that. I don't want my story to be like his. I, you know, I love, I love where he's at today. I don't have to go down those paths to, to stay on the right path. You know, that stuff yeah. is so important just to, just to be speaking uh, openly and honestly and 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 loudly as well, right? Like with no shame. I think that's really important for younger yeah. people to see. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, at one point someone's going to see this recording and like the best thing in life is to learn from others' mistakes. Yeah. You know, I know we all have a different way of learning and you know, some of our of us are more visual. We have to be hands-on or whatever yeah. it may be. But the best thing in this life is to learn from other people's mistakes. Yeah. Right? Because when you go through this experience and, and, and you give into this lifestyle and you start, you know, basically in this path of addiction, mm -hmm. in this path of, 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 it, of criminality, you know, being a gang member and so on and so on. Like, it really takes a toll on you mentally. Yeah. You know, now now I've come home after 15 years, and I mean, I'm thriving, I'm pushing. But right. people only see what's on the outside. They don't really see what's on the inside. Yes. Which is all the things that you struggle with daily, trying to wake up, you know, remind yourself, um, you battling with the demons and, and, and telling yourself that you are worthy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that redemption is possible, that the second chance that's given to you is, is for you and you deserve it. Right, right. So um, some people don't realize the aftermath, the effect, mm -hmm. the outcome of what these things live, leave in us, the residue. Yeah, it's a lot to carry every day. And, and like you said, this, you know, just that piece of telling ourselves and believing that we are worthy of this life now, um, because there's still that that there's still that voice in our head that tells us we're not we're not we're not worthy of this or 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 there are are for me it's like my my addiction voice in my mind still wants to pull me down, still wants to tell me I'm not worth. I'm not worthy of this. I can take an easy way out. I can cut corners. You know, I can cheat when I, when nobody's looking or, you know, I can, I can, I, I don't have to stay on this linear path that I can stray and still make it, you know? Um, and, and all those things are going to drag me back to where, um, you know, where I desperately do not want to end up again, you know? And, um, and I think it, I think we all have those we all have those voices from our past lives, um, you know, our past um, iterations of, of who we were um, before we changed. And uh, those will always stay active. You know, I I I, I always heard a saying in the rooms, um, in, you know, in addiction recovery, they always say, you know, just because you're in, you know, you're you're in this room, if you're in a meeting or whatever, you're meeting with your sponsor, you're in an AA or an NACA meeting, whatever it may be, you know, don't think that your addiction isn't outside doing push-ups, waiting for you to waiting for you to show a bit of weakness, you know. Um, so we always have that. So we're and and I think it's really important you touched on that because I think we're constantly, you know, for the rest of our life, we're going to be dealing with that. Um, you know, that, that small voice in our, in our minds that, that wants to remind us where we came from and to, to, to tell ourselves daily and really mean it to help have those affirmations, um, that, yeah, we are worthy, um, that we are, you know, we're worthy of the life that we live today. Um, we are worthy of helping another human being. Um, we're worthy of accepting help 
all these things, I think it's important to remind ourselves on a daily basis and sometimes several times through the day, we need to, we need to keep that in the forefront, right? Yeah. It's a, just like, you know, most, most folks will work out and, and, and go to the gym, yeah. you know, to, to have that physical strength or, or just to feel healthy overall. Hmm. Like, that's also what your thought process. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've come home and I've been home about, you know, going on eight months now. Yeah. And I have my, my, my three employments. I have my own apartment. I have my own car. But every day as I wake up, I have to remind myself where I'm going or how strong I am or how loved I am. Yeah. Regardless of what's happening around me, regardless if if I'm having, you know, troubles in my relationship with my wife or, you know, if I have a distance within my son because they're so far away. Yeah. Um, regardless if, you know, I have to commute, you know, so much amount of hours to go to work and, and you know, you know that that day you're going to have to um, deal with so, you know, with so much people. Like yeah. I have to put my best game face on, right? Because now people depend on me. Right. So that positive self-talk, that reinforcement, I have to constantly work it. Mm-hmm. Because if I allow one negative thought to kind of take over my day, then you never know, man. Like it, it 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 can easily go back into that old way of thinking for sure you know i don't i don't give a fuck you yeah. know what i don't i don't i don't um i don't care yeah and that's not what i'm trying to create i'm not trying to create that old thinking pattern yeah that's right we're trying to walk as far away as possible from that and uh and and you're you're absolutely right it all it takes is one thought and acting on one thought and, and that's the snowball effect, you know, it starts, you know, it starts to roll after that. Right. Um, and, and the second sure. that, the second that we, that we say, eh, I don't give a fuck or, you know, this is, yeah, just this one time or whatever these, the excuse, I guess it's when we, when we give ourselves excuses is when, you know, that old, that old thinking is going to completely take over and, we'll end up in the same places 10 times out of 10 when we act on those negative thoughts and all it takes is one to get that ball rolling. So, um, that's, that's something that, um, I don't think is talked about enough is that, that, you know, that positive self-talk and that, um, you know, that, that constant reinforcement of the values that we hold today and the, um, and, and keeping our eye on, the goals that we have ahead of us and the direction that we know we need to keep going um, in order to achieve and to, to, to get, even if it's just that 1% better every day, right? We, it, yeah. It's not, we got to always be walking forward and never backstepping. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, that stuff is really important. That, and, and I, I, when I, when I slack on that kind of stuff, the self-talk and the, and the, the, the reinforcement of, of my values internally, um, I do feel myself, I can feel myself slipping a little, you know? And so those are the, the cues for me where I need to, okay, shit, you need to get, you know, get back on your thing, get back on your, on your, on your game of like, this is who I am today. This is why I'm here. Um, you know, go help another human being. That's like, to me, that's the, the thing that, hundred times out of a hundred times that takes me out of myself and it 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 makes it makes any of my problems seem absolutely minute when i can go help another human being and uh which you know which however that may look you know it could be as simple as holding the door open for an elderly woman at the grocery store it could be picking up some trash it could be or it could be you know going to help somebody who's who's falling back into old behavior and actually physically showing up and saying, no, I'm here for you, you know, but just being there, being that that vehicle for change, um, you know, that is the thing that I can depend on every single time. When I go help another human being, I'm getting out of myself. I'm getting out of my selfish, self-centered thinking 
and um and i'm not moving backwards i know that for sure that's sometimes the best medicine yeah you know i i i found out that for myself you know feeling that fulfillment is helping others yeah being able to help the men and women coming home from prison you know and setting them up for success or setting them up in a career that they may want right like that's fulfilling because now you know that you have some type of worth in this world yeah yeah you know and 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 for me you know we talked about making the amends and like i think for, as individuals we all want to we all want to belong we yeah. all want to you know have that that sense of belonging um within our families our communities and to be able to help like that's 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 major right there massive it makes a big difference in our lives mm-hmm. um one of the things too you know we were talking about making the decisions and and trying to stay on top of things there used to be certain things that we used to talk about when we were in the drug and alcohol classes and they used to say that from a thought, you know, feeling in action, there was about seven, seven seconds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, so um, I think about it now, like, and I always try to stay within those seven seconds of really analyzing my situations. Yeah. Because regardless if I'm having one of the worst days, I, like you said, you have to put things into perspective. Things could always be worse. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You know, things could always be worse. You can be inside a prison cell and, and, you know, wasting your life away. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, and those, and that seven seconds is so crucial. And, um, I think the longer we spend, um, in, in growing and working on ourselves and, and growing, um, you know, f- fulfilling ourselves like mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally, um, it gets easier and easier to do that within that seven seconds, right? Um, because, you know, at first it might like take a lot of analyzing and a lot of thought process, but, you know, the more work we put into it, this is the nice thing about it. The more work we put into our recovery or our change or our sort of, um, you know, our new life, um, that seven second window doesn't seem so short because it almost is instinctively in us, you know, now, um, you know, after putting in X amount of years of, of work, it's, it becomes almost instinctual to, um, to squash the thought and not act and to say, no, 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 that's just my thinking. Fuck that. I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm on the right path. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, so like, because at first, you know, when you first making change, and I think that a lot of people, and myself included, I, I got stuck with that a, a lot. Like I'd think something, I'd think myself into a relapse, or I'd think myself into, you know, hurting somebody, committing a crime, doing something stupid that I knew wasn't good for me, but I didn't have the tools yet to be able to say, that's just a thought. I don't have to act on that thought. My my knee jerk reaction was, okay, that's my thought act on it. But now today I can say, I can separate myself from that and say, okay, that's a negative thought. I don't need that thought. Put it away somewhere else. You know, I know where I'm going now. Now we have the education. Yeah. Right. So that's something you can put to use and and not make an excuse about it. It's like, I always feel that once you know better, you got to do better. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Very true. Yeah. And that makes once you have the awareness and the knowledge, um, like you say, when you know better, when you actually do act on that negative thought, it just it doesn't it never feels good. It never feels right. You know, it's wrong. And it's like you takes it takes all the what we used to look at as like that was the excitement or the fun of that of that thing that we would do. It it ruins it for us. So it's good. It's good. You know, that that knowledge really squashes that. You know, like we, we know if we're going to act on it, we're going to be carrying around a lot of guilt, a lot of shame, a lot of remorse. And, uh, yeah, you know, that's uh, that's important. And, um, yeah, I like that. When you know better, you got to do better. I like that a lot. Yeah, for sure. Um, so talk to me uh, about what what exactly um, you do with this, with the the, the reentry career coaching. Um, so like uh, when you take when somebody is released 
um, are you are you with them right away and you're coaching them uh, to like, are you working with a service or you're doing this like on your own coaching them to to, you know, find direction in their life? So, you know, I, I work for a nonprofit, which is the JVS. It's a work source. Yeah. So it, it is a it is a one way stop for individuals coming home from prison. Um, our department, we we. We attend other people as well, but I specifically work in the reentry. Okay. It being that I have the lived experience and I also have to be formally incarcerated. I yeah. fit the script of being able to help the guys and relate to them right. or women. Um, and then, of course, hook them up with jobs, you know, but it's up to me to make those connections with different people also as well. For sure. Being able to do the footwork and, and create those opportunities so that when you come home and you say, man, I want to do trucking school. Okay, well, my nonprofit, it being not for grant money, we're able to provide for your registration, wow. um, so on and so on. And for your for your driver's license, your, your class A or class C or whatever it may be that yeah. you need to get that job. Um, whether it's me making connections with big corporations such as like, you know, Amazon or Starbucks or different people. And yeah. seeing if they hire formerly incarcerated individuals and they give that fair chance. So that's great. When I make those communications and I make those connections and I build those relationships, then I'm also able when you come, then I have many options for you. Right. So I'll not only help you with employment, but I also will stay connected to help you with resources. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so that's what I do, man. I, I love what I do because it gives me a sense of purpose, right? I feel like I'm I'm helping lower the recidivism rate. Yeah. A, a, sure. As you would say. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the other jobs that I got, it's as a reentry career coach. Um, and in other words, they call it a navigator, hmm. you know, um, a credible messenger. So as the juveniles are coming out of CYA and juvenile halls. We're also helping them. So they come down to a placement center where I'm at. I'm able to sit down with them and, of course, create a plan so that they can enter society and be successful. Yeah, that's great. And they need somebody like you who's who's walked the walk already. Right. Like they need to they need to hear from somebody who's been there, um, who's who's been where they just where they're being released from. Right. That from from youth authority or whatever, like some any form of inc inc uh, incarceration. But having somebody I think this is the really important thing is the lived experience, because having somebody who has gone to school for something is great. But there's a there's a disconnect there in the um, relatability. Right. It's like, OK, yeah, you went to school for that, but you don't know where I just came from. You don't know the life that I just lived. And to have somebody who's got. Uh, the the schooling as well as the lived experience and life experience that that a person can relate to, I think the chances are so much greater that that individual yeah. is going to say, "Hang on, you know this guy. This guy speaks my language. I, I got to listen to him." You know, like yeah. And and that's, I think that is our greatest chance of 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 giving young people hope, is for you know people people who have who have lived their lives, essentially, to say, you don't got to continue that way. You know, there's a better way. And don't, like you yeah. you spoke this earlier, like, learn from my mistakes. I already did the time for you. You don't have to do yeah. it. I did it for you. You know, learn from me. You don't want to go there. Um, but here's your other options. And I'll walk, I'll walk with you. That's, that's a, yeah. such a big piece, I think, for young people. This episode is sponsored by Carousel Tattoo and Barbershop. Custom tattoos and traditional barbering exceptionally tailored for each individual. Located in the historic lakeside community of Port Dalhousie, Ontario, Carousel Tattoo and Barbershop creates from their passion and dedication to the craft. Combining traditional standards of uncompromising quality and exceptional service with modern craftsmanship to create a one-of-a-kind tattoo experience and head-turning cuts. Their aim is to continuously improve their skill set and give back to their trade and local community in a positive and impactful way. Visit Carousel Tattoo and Barbershop in Port Dalhousie, Ontario.
for me, it's been it's been a blessing and it's a pleasure to come back out here and serve my community because for one, I never thought that I would be utilized. Yeah. You know, like you talk about what well, we hear about these organizations that, you know, have created pathway for us, you know, to be able to help our communities. But you don't really ever see yourself like, yeah, we have goals and, and, and these plans for ourselves, but you never really know if someone's going to utilize you for right. your lived experience. Yeah. Right. Um, so early on when I came out of prison, I was like, well, I'm just going to go work in construction and, and, you know, do hard labor. Yeah. But I was also approached by individuals like, look, you have a story. You're able to articulate yourself. Right. You, you look the part. And we want to help you so that you can convey a message of change. Mm-hmm. You know, so as much as sometimes even within my own community, I might not be accepted, you know, because of having the facial tattoos or whatnot. But I, I just finished. I just got out of prison, you know. Right. I, I've lived, I lived that life already. Mm-hmm. And I just came from a place where many kids want to go. Yeah. So I, I think that, you know, um, one of my one of my close mentors used to say, man, those closest to to the to the problem are the solution. That's right. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, I, I make myself available as much as I can. Um, it looks like I work pretty much all the time and I have no time for myself, but still, I mean. Yeah, but the work that you're doing is meaningful. So that is time for yourself, too. Right. That's fulfilling. Yeah. It's fulfilling in your life. And um and, you know, I actually, I did want to speak a little bit about, about, you know, something you did talk about, like looking the part and, um, you know, um, the appearance of like having, having facial tattoos. And so I know you're doing, you're doing a lot of, uh, tattoo removal because I see it on your, on your Instagram. Um, yeah. And I, I wanted to, to ask you a little bit about it because like, and not the, the stuff that everybody else wants to know, cause I've had tattoos removed. It sucks. It's like excruciating pain. For anybody get, wanting to get tattooed, just know that to get it removed is 50 times it hurts. the pain as getting tattooed. But um, yeah. for you, is that um, I wanted to ask you, is it oh, is it something that is like erasing or getting rid of part of your past or is it something for you to, um, you know, personally be to that you think that the, the tattoos are holding you back in a way? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. Mm. You know, somebody asked me on this last tattoo removal, like, how do you feel like before and after? Well, before, since it hurts, I have to mentally tell myself, you know, like, put on your big boy, big boy pants on, you know, like, yeah. hold on to them balls because this shit's going to hurt. And it hurts. <laughs> it, does, it hurts. Yeah. And it, it, it hurts, but. You know, I, I, I fixed my mindset to where I'm like, you know what? I'm going in. It's only like 15 to 20 minutes long. I'm in and out, yeah. you know. But um, afterwards, I always feel emotionally drained. Okay. Because I feel like I'm erasing a part of me that to some extent meant something to me. Like I gave my life for it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's like getting rid of something that you that you love in some odd way. Like, of course, I don't contribute to it no more. I don't live that lifestyle no more. Yeah. But this was a part of me for many years. Yeah. And now you got to get rid of it. Right. Um, but I also accept it for myself that I'm doing it for a better um, for a greater cause. Right. Right. I want to make myself available to everybody. Mm hmm. I don't want people to feel threatened. I don't want people to think that I can't help them. Yeah. You know, uh, it's it, it's it's numerous things. It's numerous things. A lot of times I feel that it holds me back. You know, I don't have much of a social life because the reality is that I still suffer from mental health. I still suffer from certain things. And when I was growing up in, in South Central Los Angeles and, and you know, um, experienced a lot of the ga- gang violence. Mm-hmm. So I remember how I was as a kid. You right. know, how I was as a gang member running around. So tattoos are indicators. 
You know, yeah. there are indicators, oh man, this dude's from this place and that place, and so on and so on. And to avoid anything, like, I just don't have too much of a social life where I'm able to go freely everywhere. I mean, yeah, I go out, I take my, my, my wife and my son out when the times that they do come, or family and friends. Yeah. But I also don't try to subject my, my subject myself to an, an environment where I know there's going to be a negative consequence. Yeah. You of know, course, that's smart. Um, yeah. At the same time, you know, I work at the work source, so I have different customers that are not formally incarcerated. Mm-hmm. So as you've seen in my Instagram, at times I have to wear makeup yeah. because I have to be approachable. Yeah. You know, um, I want to be able to sell something and not look at it and say, okay, you know what? Like this dude can't help me or I don't want to buy a product from him because of how he looks. Right. Yeah. So I I feel that once I do get a mom, um, I'll be a little bit more approachable and opportunities will open up a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. But till then, till then I just kind of have to do what I'm doing now. Yeah. Which is amazing work. You know, and, and, and it doesn't, it doesn't, I think when they're gone, it doesn't, it, it won't take away from the fact that you have lived the life and that you, you know, you, you still, you can still speak on the things that you, that you know, and that you've experienced in your life. Tattoo, that's just marking, you know, that's just markings. Like, yeah, some people will look at it and they'll think a certain thing. Um, and some kids might look at it and say like, oh, he's, you know, he's a real one, but, um, not having them and and being able to speak uh, from a place of experience is is just as valuable. So I don't think it'll take away anything uh, from any part of your uh, your advocacy work or your you know you're helping others um, when they're not there. You're like you said, you're going to be able to reach a a broader scale of people. Um, and I think internally for you, right? Like you'll you'll know you'll know you, there won't ever be that question like am I being judged because of something that is on my face or, you know, and I get that. I mean, I get, I mean, I get it. You know, I, I, I feel it too sometimes. Right. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it, think, it is, it is, it's, it's, it's emotionally and mentally draining. Yeah. You know, because, you know, I like to go out. I, I like to, you know, go different restaurants and different places, but sometimes you'll go to certain locations and, you know, moms and dads and, and grandmas, they start looking at you a certain way. Like, yeah. you know, they start grabbing their kids and kind of yep. trying to take them out because they see nothing but danger. You know, they see an appearance of what I used to be. Yeah. And, you know, not only does that affect me, but that affects my son. That affects my wife. It affects yeah. people that are in my life. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. And I, and I, and I, a lot of times um i feel that too like i know that i know that look i know that look or that like you know you get your somebody moves a little closer to their kid or or they they cross the street before they pass by or whatever right yeah Um, yeah and these days for me i'm like you know what when i feel that look and when i when i when i when i feel that that judgment or that that fear from something about the way i might look i do my part in going out of my way to say Hey, like, how's your day going or open the door for you? Or like, I want to, in my, in my, in my world, I want to prove that, I want to prove that person's uh, prejudgment wrong. I want to, I want to show myself as a kind, loving person who cares about another person so that maybe that, maybe that 70 year old woman who looked at me sideways might think, oh, you know what? He's a nice, he's, that was a nice kid. He doesn't need, you know, I, maybe I shouldn't look at him that way. He was just a, you know, and I I think doing that, um, you know, uh, oftentimes I, I think I like to think to myself that maybe I've changed somebody's opinion of, of, uh, judging the book by its cover. You know what I mean? I like, I like doing that too, in a weird way when I put on, when I put on my makeup, Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm just the way that I speak to them and I'm so helpful. They're like, you know, they're, they're pleased with me. Yeah. And then I just tell them, oh, you know, I'm formerly incarcerated and I spent 50 years. <laughs> this, this, that. And, <laughs> yeah. and they're just like, really? Like, 
nah, like, I'm like, yeah, like, I have tattoos under my makeup right now. You have makeup? I'm like, yeah. Like, yeah. So to see someone just kind of have an opinion on you because not what you have on, but what, what's inside. Yeah. Like, it, it is a beautiful thing, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, we tend to want to judge a book by its cover. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's 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 amazing, man. Well, I mean, I'm I'm I, I always I always look forward to seeing in, in I don't know why it might be like because <laughs> I know I know what how how that removal feels. And and when I see when I see you doing that, I, I like, you know, I look forward to it in a way in a way that I think that you're 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 freeing yourself in in and from from something that um, from a past that you are no longer living and it makes me feel good to know that you're, you know, I, I don't feel good that you're going through that kind of pain, but I know that emotionally that means a lot to you, um, that you're, you, you know, you are, you're liberating yourself from that past life. Every time you go in for another appointment, it's that much more, that much more liberating. And, um, you know, so I, I appreciate that you share that with the world too. Yeah, for sure. It, it's, uh, don't get tattoos that you would regret later <laughs> kids need to know that yeah man <laughs> for yeah. sure for sure because yeah. they hurt yeah yeah man i i get it i i nine times out of ten i'm getting a, a cover-up over a, a removal like because yeah. removal ugh, i don't know how you do it on the face but my hat goes off to you man and i'm <laughs> you know and, and and it does it means something so um i i enjoy i enjoy that piece of it for sure um, so today, what else are you doing today? Um, you know, in, in your daily life, um, what do you do to ensure, I mean, I, you've told us a lot about, uh, you know, helping others, um, being part of different programs, your, your, the, your, your employment and helping others find, uh, find employment, um, post incarceration. Um, and what do you do uh, besides the internal talk and um, but for yourself every day, what keeps you in a positive mindset and in a positive forward, uh, like uh, in that kind of forward momentum? You, you know, um, about three years ago, I, I had to uh, start becoming more of a spiritual person and I gave my life to God. Mm-hmm. So. As I come out here to society, like it, it's been a journey for me, man. I, I can honestly say at times I don't know how or what I've received what I received. You know, most people would say, "Oh man, it's luck." Some people would say it's the hard work. Um, but most definitely, God has helped me through this. You know, so everything that I do has pretty much just been, you know, an an, an outcome of the strength that God has gave me. Yeah. You know, you know, we talked about me helping my community and and coming home and continuing the path of redemption and the path of of making amends. But um as of now like I I I just try to stay present in the moment. You know, I'm going through some difficult times right now. I'm trying to be the best version of myself. You know, the reality is that it's just one of me. You know, I I I I'm not trying to come and help and change people. Like, I'm just trying to be that example. I know along the way, I'm gonna fail more than a few people, yeah. you know? But as long as I push forward, I believe in the power of God and what he has done for me and my family, Yeah. right? Um, most of all for me, because I'm out here, like I was never supposed to come out. Right, you yeah, know? That's a blessing. Um, yeah. I, I, I've lived, I've lived, um, Gunshot wounds, like, you know, when I committed my crime, I was gunned down. Mm-hmm. So to be able to just, after 16 years, coming home and and and, and actually just, like, living what I'm living, like, I, I, I just try to stay humble about it. And I try to have that gratitude state of mind. Yeah. You know, um Every day is a struggle, Chris, every day, every day as I wake up, but I, we talked earlier, you know, it's that positive reinforcement. Um, and I just leave everything in God's hands. Yeah. You know, if, if things are meant for me to continue what they're, what, what, you know, the way they're going, then 
they're gonna be there for me. And, and if not, if, if life's taken short for me, you know, and, and things tend to happen to me or something, then that's the way it was supposed to be written. But at least I know that every day that I wake up, you know what, I have a purpose, I have something to do. And I'm still yeah. learning. I, I, I try to think of myself that I, I came out of prison and I'm still a little kid. Right. You know, like I'm still trying to learn in that way, you know, not not as you know, now of course I'm I'm 35 years old, so I came out, you know, as 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 I'm still young, but now I'm a lot more different. Now I have a, a different type of outlook on life. I have a maturity. I'm educated. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 amazing. And um, you know, I think that um, that belief and that um, that you know, putting 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 it all into a, a power greater than ourselves is uh, is such an important piece. Um, because yeah, like you said, you know, you're, you're still here for a reason, you know, I'm still yeah. here for a reason. Somebody wants me to keep doing what I'm doing because I should have been dead a bunch of times over and, um, mir miraculously I'm still here. And I think you'd say the same about yourself and, um, you know, we can't, we have to remain humble about that. Right. And, and that, uh, we're here for a reason. We're here. We're here to, to, to facilitate change. To you know, help others. Um, to give back. To use our our um, to use our our past as a, a vehicle for change for others. And um, you know, and and I, you know, I truly, I truly feel that that's what you're doing. And uh, man, I'm I'm just um, I'm proud of everything that you do. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you, man. Um, I hope that we can, uh, continue, you know, you know, staying in touch and, and I really look forward to seeing, uh, more growth and more, um, you know, more, more life from you as well. You know, like I, I just, I see the stuff that you do and it inspires me greatly. Uh, it motivates me and I know that, um, y your story is going to motivate and inspire others. Um, so I really, really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart, uh, for spending the time thank with me please. this morning. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I look forward to continuing a, a you know, a relationship with you and, uh, you know, hopefully one day, uh, you know, you know, we'll sit in the same room and, and have a chat together. For sure. I appreciate, man. I appreciate the opportunity and just to be able to sit down with you. It just kind of feels very authentic. I've done a few podcasts and things and I loved what everybody has done for me mm -hmm. but just to be able to sit here and talk to you it's just like being in a cell with someone else and being able to yeah <laughs> it reminds me of the old days you know being able to just chop it up with the with with, with a good friend you know yeah man i appreciate that and i feel the exact yeah. same way man i really appreciate it thank you